Welcome to the Clean Truth, where we like to call bullshit on the status quo. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Clean Truth. I'm Don. I'm your host. Back with me is the resident, former retired strength coach. Is that a good intro for you? Silver Fox. Washed up. Yeah, I like when you go to the Silver Fox. We can make that stick. I like Silver it. Fox. You should start your own brand as the Silver Fox. What would it be uh, catered to? Would it be uh, over 30 exercise advice? What would you go with? Yeah, you can do your own little avatar and have a little fox with like a little white mohawk. It'd be fucking cool. I like it. Yeah. Damn. We're up to something. Ben Fleming, back on the show. We fired Red. She has other shit to do, so she couldn't make it. Uh, real quick, before we get into the show, I want to talk about the We Change Lives Challenge. How many days we got left? 60? Under 60. Under 60? Mm-hmm. You still got time. Just because we're, you know, a month and a half into this thing doesn't mean that you can't sign up. There's people, we have new sign-ups every day. People are crushing this thing. I'm yeah, we it. saw somebody earlier today and uh, told them they should jump jump in because they were already kind of in the challenge. They just didn't know about it. So Correct. No doubt. We were in uh, Goldsboro today at the cafe and... Trying to get that guy to sign up. He, he would have been a good one. No He's doubt. One. I hope Mike gets him signed up. He's got the right things going. So, yeah, go to www.cleanies.com forward slash We Change Lives and sign up today. That We're going to pick a winner for uh, 25K on April 15th. You know what's ironic about April 15th? What about it? It's tax day, baby. Oof. People better get their taxes in before mm. that. Yeah. I like to get mine in early. Imagine somebody winning 25K and getting the news that they're getting like a 10K tax refund. Be a, be a great day. <laughs> That'd make somebody's year. <laughs> Makes me want to sign up and do it. Um, anybody want to shout out? Yeah, just like all of our current participants in the We Change Lives Challenge, I think, are pretty awesome. I think there's a good buzz going right now. Like you said, we've already doubled our number of participants from last year. Um, and we got free swag going out consistently. Yeah. So we were just throwing some swag together earlier today i know one guy that i thought about i wanted to shout him out specifically is jeffrey's uh jeffrey's julius he was one of the winners in our sprint challenge last year yeah uh he was actually the last one that won the the, the last month and uh we flew him out here to wilmington and um presented the check to him at our convention pretty cool julius you're a stud man Every day you're posting like six posts a day. Like Love one of these it. days I'm going to log on to Instagram and he's going to have a uh, clean eats tattoo like on his neck somewhere. He's, <laughs> I he's love committed, it. man. He's loyal. I love it. So, uh, all right. The topic today, we're going to talk about kids. Yeah. Youth athletics. I like it. And here's why. You know, this may not be an engaging topic for a lot of people, but I get it dropped in my inbox quite a bit. I get asked this a lot. I used to get asked when I was at the counter at, at, at Racine at Clean Eats every day, and I was standing next to the supplement counter. You know, we sold first form from the get-go. I would always get asked, you know, what kind of supplements should my kids take? No doubt. What, 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 what should I have my kids training on? Or what, you know, parents were always asking about their kids. And I think it's awesome. I think it's important. It's very important. Um, but I've also seen a lot of – I've seen positives and negatives, you know, like – you name it. And that's what I want to talk about some of them. So where we can start is, you know, at what age do you really think kids should start being introduced to like organized sports or exercise? Yeah. And coming back to my like strength conditioning background, that's a question I got all the time from, 
you know, friends who had young kids and then even got it from high school parents that were starting to get their kids like recruited. So yeah, I think, I think there's multiple answers to that. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. I remember last year you had me come to uh, that baseball camp, that fantasy camp for yep. UNCW. Mm-hmm. How many times did we get asked by dads what they should have their kid eating? Or the supplements and, say, yeah. and workout regimens and their everything. Their kid was 100 pounds soaking wet with a bag of groceries in his hand with his baseball glove on. And <laughs> they're trying to, like, shove food down his throat to get him to gain weight. So, um, But, no, I mean, I think it's an interesting topic. And, you know, just a quick disclaimer up front, I don't have kids. Yeah, neither do I. But I got a lot of experience in dealing with them from a nutritional standpoint, from the, from our business and what we've done. I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot with it. You've trained and coached a lot of them. So, I mean, from, from the first question that I got was, you know, what, t- what uh, age should I put my kids in some sort of organized youth athletic program? Man, to me, I would say as soon as they can walk. No doubt. You know? I mean, I think it's – great that a lot of parents start their kids off swimming that's usually the first one right yeah it's Um, it's a little bit important (laughs) i I never really had to do that we grew up in a lake so my mom just fucking kicked me and my brother off the dock said sink or swim boy and yeah that's what we had to do but i mean i think you know swimming soccer gymnastics those are all you know pretty stereotypical i think i think uh you know sports at a young age for kids these days and like I said, I don't have kids. Um, you don't have any like little boys running around or anything like that. But from an outside perspective, like just looking at it, you know, kids don't play. Kids don't play outside in the streets anymore like we did when we were no, growing up. And you don't see a. And we're not even that old. Um, but like kids aren't playing pickup baseball, aren't playing pickup no. roller hockey anymore. So I think that's important that you put them in as many rec sports as you possibly can at a young age. And you know what's bad is it's sad that it's got to be that way. Yeah. And I think it's that way because of fear. You know, parents sure. don't want their kids out past the, you know, they don't even want them out before the streetlights. Like, that was the rule of my house, you know, yeah. being before the streetlights came on. But, you know, the way the world is now, you can't, it's hard. And I get why parents are, are scared to let their kids do that, you know, they're, to jump on their bike and go eight blocks away to play football out in the middle of the field. Right, but at the same time, there's so many good youth programs now that the evolution of that has changed so much from when you and I were even playing sports too. True, so very true. At the same time, like I think it's pretty cool that uh, my brother has his kids in like a Sunday afternoon league, so he works you know mornings to nights, Monday through Friday, and you know he could never make it to a Wednesday practice but he can make it to a Sunday afternoon practice. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it keeps them active. No doubt. Keeps their brain moving, teaches them. There's a lot of lessons to be learned, I think, early on in organized sports. Oh, yeah. Life big, lessons. Big time. I mean? I mean, I'm impressed with my nephews are playing t-ball, like the early on t-ball, like it's not even very organized. And I'm impressed with, you know, what they're doing and how they've got them, like, trained to learn the game. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's definitely more advanced than, like, when we were playing t-ball. So, so flipping the script just a little bit on getting your kids into like youth baseball and youth basketball and youth wrestling, you know, my mom had me in a youth wrestling program at six, right. You know, traveling around or not six, I'm sorry, sixth grade, um, traveled around in this little IKWF tournament is what it's called. uh, Illinois kids wrestling federation or something like that. And we did that young and, um, wrestled in a junior high in high school but where do you, where do you think it goes too far? 
I mean, I have my answer, but I want to hear yours as a coach because you've yeah. seen more of those kids that have developed past that and gone into high school and, and even college where you where you took them. Where did you see that go wrong? Well, like get away from like all the same, like just talking about boys. We're not just talking about boys here. You know, no, I, I was around a ton of baseball players and that gets a lot of, you know, stereotypical like burnout injuries and things like that. But I also spent a lot of time, you know, strength training collegiate cheerleaders, which sounds unique, but I was at a high level, you know, training University of Central Florida and Ole Miss uh, cheerleaders. And all of those kids, for the most part, were burnt out gymnasts because I think gymnasts get a, you know, a big early on burnout as well. So, you know, I think you I think it's hard because parents just want their kids to be so successful and you want to do everything you can to put them in the right place. But I think, you know, some of the the best athletes were multiple sport athletes even all the way through high school. And I know that's a super hard balance. I'm not saying that's easy by any means, but the more that you can keep your kid in those multiple sports as long as possible, I think the the healthier and more balanced outcome you might you might end up having. So keep them diversified and more or less like let them choose choose their own path instead of trying to push them down. A yeah, or almost path. force them into playing multiple until like it actually becomes a, a fist fight in the house and they say like, no, dad, I'm not playing basketball anymore. We're like, all right, cool. At least I got him to his uh, you know, second year of high school. Now he can go to, to yeah. only baseball. So. I know that was a big thing with me and me and my brother. My mom was always really big on quitting. Yeah. If we started something, we weren't quitting. No matter what, I mean – I had to quit wrestling for other reasons. I was getting my, I was getting in trouble, um, so I was more <laughs> or less. I didn't have a choice. I had to quit. Right. Um, but like even in younger, like you know, grade school, you know, if, um, I, I can't remember if it was me or my brother. We almost signed up to play soccer one summer, and I remember we didn't do it because my mom looked at us and said, "If you start, you're not quitting." Right. If you commit to it, you're not quitting. And that that is an awesome lesson, I think, with, with youth. And, you know, I don't know how many parents do that now. Right. Or I, I don't really know. I don't, like I said, you know, we, we dealt with that with Gracie a little bit, especially when she moved here uh, and went to high school. She decided she didn't want to play soccer anymore. Right. Which, you know, what are you going to do? You can't force them. You can't make them play at that age. But I'm glad that she's the one that made that decision. Right. You know, and she didn't start it. And then decide to back out of it. No, that's cool. It's really so. cool. No, that's good. I mean, I think, you know, it's hard because, you know, they do get burnt out and they do get these overuse injuries. And that's a that's a completely other another topic. But I think the the parent that encourages kids to play multiple sports, the parent that encourages kids to play multiple sports as long as possible, sometimes at the end of the day gets the better athlete and sometimes gets the more healthy athlete and kid um, as they progress in their you know, career and in their, their youth. Sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of baseball, that's, that's kind of where I want to go. Cause I'm a baseball fan. So, um, you know, you said you, and I know you've worked with a lot of baseball programs in the past before, even before UNCW. So what kind of issues did you see and how do you think they could have been prevented by kids being pushed at an early age, especially on a baseball field? You know, yeah. predominantly pitchers. It's at the end of, at the end of the day, like, it's wear and tear, man. It's wear and tear, and it's just like a car, or a motorcycle, or you know, a freaking lawnmower. At the end of the day, that wear and tear, no matter how strong that vehicle is, is going to take a beating. 
And when you put in a, a youth athlete and a kid in an aggressive sports car or an aggressive sport like baseball, that wear and tear starts to add up. I mean, sports cars are expensive, right? Sure. So they cost a lot of money to repair. Well, if you're going to put a kid in advanced travel baseball, it's going to be expensive because that kid's experiencing things at such a high rate and his body's going through things, you know, throwing harder than the average. Some kids' travel baseball teams are more advanced than their high school baseball teams. So I think it's a, it's a risk-reward. Like you put them in there to give them the best opportunity to be successful, but you have to realize you're running at a high rate and those kids are going to get broken down and they're going to need repair. Well, especially now too because you have all these – Youth athletic training centers. For sure. Which are great. We oh, yeah. didn't have those when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had indoor batting cages, but we didn't have, like, you know, the red line facilities. And, I mean, there's a, there's a whole D1s lot. Yeah, D1s and, yeah. and all this shit where parents could take their kids to play indoor baseball and, and get better at their craft in the wintertime where they right. can play ball outside. Right. You know, there's there's a fine line there, man. No I mean, doubt. And I th- – and it goes back to what we were touching on before does playing multiple sports while you're doing this high competitive, you know, baseball, for example, help prevent those injuries. And, you know, sometimes it might for sure. And I think the the people that I've dealt with and the kids that have gotten injured usually all get injured as they're coming into that college like age because they're developing and growing so fast. And they've been in one sport for such a long time going into that stage that that's when they unfortunately, you know, see an injury. I'd be interested to pick Gabe Frank's ear on this, on what his his opinion would be on it affecting their hormones at a young age, you know, especially that 12, 13, 14-year-old. For sure. Who's making that transition, obviously. Um, but it's just getting drugged through the ringer, you know, by their parents playing travel basketball, travel baseball. They oh, yeah. go to school and, you know, like – how much does that kill their hormones, oh, their who, central nervous system? Who knows? At Thirteen, you or know how much? Are, yeah, how much are they spiking at an earlier age than right. they should be? Right. Yeah, that'd be pretty deep, deep conversation. <laughs> I don't. That science is going to be Super way over scientific. my head. I mean, you want to talk about hormones? I understand that. I get. A, I got a really good grasp on that for me, for right. grown men, right? Um, and and some women, you know. But kids is a whole other ball game, man. That ain't that ain't my speed there. Um, let's talk about weights, you know, obviously I think it's great. And it's just my opinion. I think it's awesome that kids put our parents, put their kids into like you swimming, you know, uh, martial arts, all that kind of shit when they're younger, right. As they get into, you know, preteens and teenagers, then they start to play basketball. Then they start to play sports, right. You know, they, they pick and choose what they want to play, you know, and then you take the next step into weight training. This is where I've seen the shit go downhill quick. You know, I've seen guys with their 14, 15-year-old kids in a weight room, you know, getting trying to get them to bench as much as they freaking can at that right. age. No doubt. Terrible, horrible idea. Yeah, I think, uh, again, there's so many new vehicles to put kids in the right atmosphere, in the right scenario that you and I didn't have. But yet there's still so many people making the wrong choices when it comes to their kids and, and athletics. And that take away from like the whole weights, like, pro, like stereotypical like weights idea. 
there's a lot of like moms and dads out there that are dragging their young kids to an orange theory class or a spin class or a CrossFit class that they think might not be so advanced. But then you look at it and you're like, man, the volume and intensity of like those classes, just because you don't think it's physical weights is might even be worse than that heavy bench press that, you know, somebody's doing with their kid in the weight room. So I think it's, I think it's a little bit out of control in a lot of different places. I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't, I don't really see an issue with agility training and like sports specific training. Right. You know, but just taking a peewee football player who's 13, 14 years old and taking him to the local meathead gym, not a planet fitness, nothing like that, but taking him to a gym. Right. And then throwing weight on his back and at an early age and seeing how much he can squat, seeing how much he can bench. I just think it's terrible. I, I just think it's a bad idea. I think it's killing that kid's hormones and central nervous system at too young of an age. I just don't agree with it. I agree. And I think, uh, you know, CrossFit gets a little bit of a bad rep for doing that too, kind of throwing kids into it, you know, too soon. But then there are some some good CrossFit facilities that teach kids, you know, gymnastics and bodyweight movements sure. at a young age. And that is something that I believe in. And that might not be necessarily weights, but that's, you know, body movement yeah, yeah. weights at a young age. So. Body weighted and probably more sports specific. Yeah, for sure. Or working towards being sports specific anyway. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic. Like, yeah, I agree. I just think, I mean, that was one thing I got asked all the time. And I still do. I mean, like I said, I get I get these questions a lot, which is why I wanted to do this podcast is, you know, how should I have my kid train? Yeah, and my go-to, my go-to well, answer for like a kid coming in, pretty open-ended question. Yeah, going into high school was like, they need to be able to carry their own load, yeah, like their own weight. You need to be able to, you know, lunge a certain number of distance without being fatigued and not being worn out. You need to be able to do a pull-up. I think that's something. Going back to when we were in elementary school, you did the pull-up test in middle school. You did the pull-up test and. So kids need to be able to do a physical pull-up and a proper push-up. Sure. And if they're able to do those things, then we can progress into more advanced exercises. But like it goes back to what you said, there's so many times when you and I still walk into weight rooms and see, you know, father-son or uh, mother-daughter like doing exercises and you know that they can't physically do it unloaded properly. Yep. I think, um, I think where a good transition is, and this is, again, this is just strictly my opinion, but I think a good transition from that to actually teaching them how to weight train correctly and then, you know, teaching them how to get better, faster, stronger. Right. You know, when they get into high school, most high schools, I don't know if they do now, but 20 years ago when I graduated, we had a weight training class. There was yeah. a weightlifting class. That's almost, that you got a, that's almost a thing of the past now. You know, I don't know if they still do that, but... You know, especially college. I mean, college athletics and, you know, even high school athletics. I think when you get to that point, that's when I think it's okay to really start educating them. Right. On how to do the do weightlifting and, and do that progressive overload correctly. For sure. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely a thing of the past, the high school weightlifting class. Because I think that you can definitely now pick and choose if you want to do that. Whereas before, oh, it was an elective for me you, too. You had, you had to for the most part, you know, do that. Yeah, that was a PE class. Yeah, it was definitely an elective for yeah. me. I remember when I did it, 
at the original high school in Edwardsville, we had the original Nautilus equipment. Nice. Original that's, Nautilus equipment. That's like, retro, retro but iconic now. Yeah. The, the weight moved up on chains. Yeah. Not cables. <laughs> chains. It was awesome. Uh, let's talk about supplements now. Yeah. That's that's this gonna, is a big that's one. gonna be your dojo, like because shoot, you still educated me a lot. I mean, the past few years. I think it's honestly, man. I don't think it's that much different than weight training. I think it's it can be very case by case and individualized, and I don't think there's one set answer. Like, okay, when your when your son or daughter turns twelve, they can start drinking protein. Right. I don't think there's a set answer for that. Um, I definitely do not agree with, especially preteens taking you know a lot of protein a lot of creatine a lot of you know over-the-counter performance supplements i just don't think that they need to do that right but i definitely don't see an issue with vitamins and minerals you know and you know the the i'll use first forms opti greens they make a kid's version right it's really good you know things like that that are going to help their body progress and you know mature naturally awesome yeah, I think it's great. I think there's a lot of the, good products. The out biggest, there. the biggest question I always got was, what supplements should my child take? He needs to gain weight. He needs to be bigger and stronger you know in answer? order to succeed. Yeah, I, you're probably the same thing that I told more them. More fucking chicken. Yeah, feed that kid, man. Yeah, more bread and Let peanut eat butter. A steak. Yeah, more potatoes. He doesn't need weight gainer shakes that are full of fucking bullshit that yeah. are going to make him sit on the toilet and shit his brain and prob- out. And probably more expensive, too. Oh, yeah. It's insane. I mean, God, I remember taking those. Did you ever take like a... Weight gainer shake? Yeah, like, like Waxy a, Maze. And yeah. Like, yeah. What was that one called? Like Enlarge? Remember that? <laughs> it came in a bucket. Oh, yeah. You'd take that. You'd have bubble guts in 15 minutes and diarrhea in 20. No, but that's that's a completely misunderstood... You know, kids get allowance and they go to the supplement store because you know it's trendy. It's on Instagram now yeah, and things like that. It's it's super uneducated. Like there's like zero education. I feel like out there that's kind of spot on to two teens and two youth, even youth progressing into like the college like age. Like you see ads, you see sponsors, but nobody's like truly explaining what's in the ingredients and right. what what happens when you take these things. There's just a lot of fluff words. Yeah, no, I agree. Which is scary. There's there's definitely a lot of progress that needs made. And I think there's more education that needs to be had on that, that topic specifically. I mean, fuck, that's probably a a podcast all in itself is kids and supplements. Right. You know what I mean? Like who's going to, who's going to start educating on that because it is such a big industry, but it's like, why, why are people scared to educate teens like truly on what it is as opposed to just, give them buzzwords i mean you think think it's just some people are trying to make money that they don't want to spend the time educating them on what the supplement was intended for and the compounds of it were intended for i mean we're going down a rabbit hole a little bit here but i want to know your answer kind of we are and i you know i always revert back to first form because i think those guys do a freaking phenomenal job you know and yeah they do they do a lot of education and you want to know why i think it's because they're not scared of what's in their product good point they're transparent they understand their product. Good point. I think that's another thing that there's another mishap with a lot of those quote unquote supplement companies is, you know, I don't think they're going to do things like that because they don't really understand what's in their product themselves. Right. And not, not that we're just like putting plugs for like first form, but you know, you introduced me to Brian teach and 
you know, he was maybe the first person that I had met in a supplement industry who actually like explained to me like what the compounds were in right. the different products that he was suggesting that I use. Sure. So many times, uh, you know, not to throw anybody under the bus, but like they would just be like, oh, it's great stuff. It's got 25 grams of protein. Yeah. But like that was it. About, you know, there was nothing else there. Like, you there's know, no substance to their advice. Yeah, there's no substance to the advice. And I could really appreciate that. From and that's that's pretty much what I've relayed to anybody else who asked me about about their products is at least I found out what was actually in them and somebody explained to me. I think when it when it comes to younger adults, teenagers, and even preteens, that's why you don't see any you don't see any education. Everybody's scared you to don't tell see you any knowledge because nobody wants to be held accountable for that information. For sure, you know what I mean. Too much so, risk reward, right? It's not worth the reward. Because there's too much risk. Right. That's pretty scary. Let's move on to food. Yep. This is my favorite one. All right. You think kids don't eat enough? No. <laughs> no, they don't. If they do, they're eating the wrong shit. Very true. You know? I mean, here's where I'm going to get, you know, I'll get nine messages from eight different moms here later. How do you know how you don't have kids? You don't know how it's like to go grocery shopping for four kids and blah, 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 blah. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Can't wait to read your messages. Yeah. So, well, you know, shameless plug on, you know, the clean eats meals. I mean, that's that's another reason why we do what we do. Yeah. Is to make it healthy and affordable for families. You know, I think instead of feeding kids chips and junk food and, you know, Cheez-Its. Right. Anything else kind of junky that you can think of. And then don't even get me started on shitty protein bars. But, you know, he, finding a way to feed them good, wholesome, clean food. It's very hard. It is. It's very hard. Yep. And they got to eat a whole lot of it. You're right. A whole lot of it. How many, I mean, just in the last two or three years that you and I have been kind of networking and, and working with the baseball guys, yeah. those kids don't eat enough. No. They don't get an opportunity. And they've been very appreciative of anything that they've, they've yeah. gotten. So. No, I think that's. Yeah, it's definitely very hard because, like, I remember going through the McDonald's line and everything like that as a kid. And, you know, I think I did a lot of peanut butter and jelly and a lot of chocolate milk. And that seems like so basic. But, you know, at least that was whole foods and, you know, something that would stick to me. I think my mom did a pretty good job of steering me as much away from cereal as possible. I'm still not a big cereal person and more towards whole foods. But, like you said, that that's time consuming to put that stuff together for sure. I still think, man, to this day, that was one of the things. Still, it blows me away what some of some of these college universities are feeding their athletes right. on a daily basis. Because they're playing catch-up. Yeah, and I'm just like, you got to be shitting me. You're trying to fuel a team, right. and you want them to compete at a high level against other, you know, whether it's Power 5, D1, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. You want them to compete with other teams in a conference – and you're going to feed them a $3 Chick-fil-A sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a meal for them. Again, that's... Get that's, the hell out of here. <laughs> that's, why, that's why the teams that are being successful have spent the money to have those resources. But it is pretty crazy that, uh, yeah, when your kid gets to that, even to that college age where you think that they should be able to, you know, eat properly on their own. Yeah, they're still not getting taken care of fully. That's crazy. That's for sure. Didn't we do a podcast on that a while back? 
I think we did. I think we talked about yeah, how crazy it was what the what universities were feeding their kids on like a road yeah, trip. Was, uh, if we could solve that problem for you know all of these universities, we would be lifesavers. Well, I know me and Yvonne are on a mission to, you know, with our brand, we keep plowing forward and trying to progress on, you know, whether it's kids' meals, family meals, you name it, just making our food taste good for kids. Correct. I think, and that's very important for her and I, and I I don't want to, you know, let too much out of the bag here because I'm trying to keep a couple things a surprise, but, you know, we've got a couple things in the works here for later on in 2020 that are going to be specifically geared around that. That's awesome. Because I think if you start with the children, right. and you can you know, get the children along with the parents, if you can get their habits changed early enough and get their eating habits changed early enough, you can really start to make a big change. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's huge. I mean, the parents that, that I've met that live a healthy lifestyle and have rubbed that off onto their kids – are usually the kids that are really good athletes and are really strong and injury free. So it's just amazing. I mean, it all goes together so well. And, and like we keep talking about, there is no right and right wrong answer to like, when should they lift weights? How many sports no. should they play? But it's like, it needs to be, I think all we're trying to say is it needs to be a balance of so many things. And it's a strategic plan too, just as getting them on the right team and into the right colleges, strategic plan, the food, the exercise, the sports that they play it needs to all be like strategic. And I guess when we, you and I were growing up, there was no strategy because everybody was doing the same. Everybody was letting their kids go wild in the streets and play. And everybody played every single rec sport possible because there was no travel baseball or soccer until you were a little bit older. Yeah. I mean, but now you can play and travel. That, you can now you can play travel ball in elementary school. That wasn't which always is available crazy. either because it was really expensive. Yeah, you know there was a lot of things that me and my brother wanted to do. We couldn't do them because my mom couldn't afford them. Yeah, but no, I, I agree with you, and I think there's a you know if if I could answer the question for all of them, I would say do what is right for longevity. For sure, you know, like you said, there's not a, there's not one answer. When should they start lifting weights? Should they? When should they start? Tar- I mean, it's it's, it's going to be different for every kid, but I would take a look and see what the best decision is to make them do it as long as they can. For sure. Yeah. I don't know how else to answer that. Uh, that's pretty well pretty well said. All right. Well, I feel pretty good about that. Then I feel like Doctor Phil. No, I feel like it. Like we could talk about that for a long time, and I enjoy talking about it with parents. I mean, hopefully, no, I I'm be, I'm be I mean, putting those shoes here, you know, soon. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, Ooh. if my my wife uh, lets us go down that that path, did which you I, just? Which I think she will. Did you yeah. just do a mic drop? Yeah, just put her on national blast. Lex Bubble calling it out. Yeah, but uh, no, all right, guys. Good. Well, I don't know if that was knowledgeable. I hope it was. Uh, this was kind of a last minute episode, last minute topic because we kind of both got asked similar questions by different people at the same time. So said to hell with it and let's get on here and talk about it um if you have any more questions reach out to me or ben you know about any kind of youth training or you know the nutrition side of it um just reach out to us we'll do we'll do, we'll do our best to to help you and um again if you're not signed up for that challenge get online and get signed up for this man we, we change lives for. yeah all right guys till next time well there you have it that's our two cents and that's our clean truth 
For more information on Clean Eats, visit www.cleaneats.com. To find Yvonne and I on social media, on Instagram, I'm Don underscore Verity, V-A-R-A-D-Y. To find Yvonne, it's just Yvonne Verity, all lowercase. Thank you. Have a great day, guys.